Hey guys, this is our podcast at the Clemson Foothills Church. We're glad you found us. Join us as we discover what the Bible says about following Jesus, loving God, and serving one another. Feel free to visit our website at clemsonfoothills.com or check out the Clemson Foothills Church YouTube channel. We love learning what God says to us in His Word, and we hope this podcast helps you to do that as well. With all that said, let's dive into the episode for this week. Happy last, uh, you know, the fast's over, man. I mean, happy whatever that day would be, fast over day, right? <laughs> uh, man, oh man. You know, Adam, it was perfect. That was great communion too. Uh, but it is one of those things where you kind of you're in it and you're like, is this ever going to end, right? And then, and then you get to the last few days, you know, for me it was kind of actually a little earlier this year. I felt like this is cruising. We're moving right along, you know. And, uh, and then, you, you know, you get to the end, you're like, it wasn't that bad, Right? Lauren's giving me the stink eye over there. She's like, well, you know, she's on the coffee again. So, uh, you know, if, if Lauren's like jittering in the fellow, it's okay. It's okay. It's her body, you know, welcoming home the caffeine. Um, also, I feel like uh, if, you know, I, I feel like the all-in cinnamon roll sales just spiked last night. Like, you know, like it's like this, and then Vernon's checking the sheets, and then, you know, he sees this spike, and he's like, what is this? Oh, it's the Clemson Foothills Church, the fast is ending, and everyone's going in there and buying cinnamon rolls, right? So, um, I don't know how you broke your fast. Um, I hope, I feel like just from the conversations we've had, this has been a pretty intense fast as far as like just the buy-in and everybody just hunkering down, and it just seeing how God is working has been amazing, right? I mean, it just is so incredible. So, man, I'm just, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad it's over for sure because, you know, we get to kind of go back. But here's what I would say, I say this every year is hopefully this becomes a template that we can take into our year because there may be some times that you may think, hey, our family, we need to like set aside a week, and just kind of abstain from things and maybe turn the television off for a week and stop kind of like sacrificing some things just to because because, you know, there's that time of just everybody just settling in. And, and we were talking the other night. Um, we all I'll tell you what, I think everyone in our family is arguing, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, the kids were cranky. Uh, Abby wasn't. She's the only one that doesn't, right? I mean, it's all of us. But uh, the kids are cranky. They're fighting with each other. I'm like getting on the kids. Abby's getting on me. You know, it's just like, and I'm going, what is wrong with us? You know, and, and Abby said, here's the deal, is when we aren't fasting, when, we, when we're fasting from TV and all of these different things, normally we'd be sitting in front of the TV. You want to know what happened? We had to like start interacting with one. That sounds so bad, doesn't it? You're like, you mean the preacher doesn't even interact with his kids? No, no, no. Listen, I do, okay? But I'm just saying, there's that, there's that window that normally we're kind of like, you know, we'd all be sitting watching a show or something. Now all of a sudden it's like, now what do you do? Right? And, and so our first instinct oftentimes is like, you know, we start like getting kind of crabby with each other and all those kind of things. So, you know, I don't know if you have those things happen to you in your home I don't know if right now you're thinking, you know, we are definitely sitting in the wrong place right now that this dude is like something's wrong. But um, 
So yeah, man, that was that was good. Snow was great last night. Uh, you know, I was I got up this morning and and you know you keep the lights out in your house and you can see like the snow is just super bright out there, and I'm just like thanking God. And I'm, I'm what I'm really thankful for is that like in about 24 hours it'll all be gone. <laughs> you know, which is cool. You get the awesomeness of the snowfall, and it accumulates, and you get to play, and it's really neat. But you want to know what I don't need to see? I don't need to see some kind of like snow machine coming by, like piling it up on my sidewalk. I'm like, I get beautiful Clemson back just the next day. And hopefully this next weekend, it'll snow again. So uh, I'm telling you, this, we are in a good place, man. You know, this is, this is great. You know, I've, I've lived in California and earthquakes tried to kill you. I've lived in Florida and hurricanes tried to kill you. I come here, it's like, this is where God lives, right? <laughs> right here. I mean all these good things. So, um, so anyway, uh, yeah, renewal. That's, uh, we're not stopping that. That was our, that was our, uh, you know, theme for the 21 day fast, but we're not stopping. This is something that needs to be, we need to be continually thinking about this because it's something we need desperately. Like all of us need it in some way. Okay. And so, um, one of the things we talked last week, uh, and I shared with you, you know, Abby really was telling me, dude, pump the brakes. You're, there's too much in your sermon, man. I mean, we're going to be here for so long. And so I cut half of it, and we were still here too long, okay? I'm just saying. I went about 15 over, okay? But the thing about I trimmed it all down, and so we have to hit a few of these today. But here's what I don't want us to lose sight of, okay? It can be very easy for us to be kind of locked in, and I think we do need to take account for, like, what are those barriers that kind of are put up in our life? But we have to remember, like, well, why would this even matter, right? Why, why would it matter at all, you know? Let me see if, oh, I'm, this, this, hey, by the way, you want to know something really cool is, so, so, like, we have a new computer coming next week, and so, Reese is super happy about that, because, you know, the smoking Apple MacBook back there can be, uh, can be, uh, you know, set aside, set aside. Let's go on through this. So, yeah, so we were just talking about this last week, about barriers and why this matters. And, um, and one of the things I don't want us to forget, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 9, okay? What I, what I don't want you to forget, and, and I want you to just lock on, like laser beam lock on to this, okay? Is anything we're talking about up here, right, is in the context of us, like, following Jesus, okay? So I want you to picture Jesus with you every day, okay? where you're going, okay, and he, he and, and, and not just, you know, but, but having this in mind, like, Jesus, teach me how to do life. This is what we're asking of him, right? We're like, listen, you, I want you to teach me how to do life. I don't want to learn it from TV, and from, I, I spent too many years doing that, okay, and, and fell for all the tricks and all those kind of things, and so I want you to just laser focus, lock in. Now, when I say that, though, this is what can happen. You're going, the last person I want following me around is Jesus, <laughs> right? You mean everywhere? You mean, and, and now, listen, I'm, I'm even talking to you guys that you think you are pristine spiritually. You're still going, but I don't want him. No, 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 no. There are times I don't want him around, okay? And so part of, like, we've got to retrain our mind because there shouldn't be anyone we want around more than him. Okay, I want you to look in Isaiah chapter 9 here, okay? I want you to get this idea because when we talk about following Jesus, and last year we spent this, I mean, so much time really 
you know, talking about the kingdom of God, um, talking about Jesus being our king, following him and what he really is calling us to when we, we, we are to follow him. But here's a description of Jesus, okay? Isaiah chapter 9. So, so just a kind of a cool thing. Isaiah actually was writing this roughly 700 years before Jesus was even born. Okay, and you're going, well, how could that be? I mean, how do we know it's not talking about something else? Isaiah talks about the Messiah, talks about Jesus over and over and over again. And he describes who he'll be, like his characteristics here. So Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, okay. Uh, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He'll be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, His dominion will be vast and his prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom. So I wonder if that's the definition that matches with the Jesus you're thinking of, right? Because here's the thing is, is if somebody were to say, no, you get wonderful counselor, mighty God, prince of peace. I'm thinking that that sounds pretty good. Instead of like, oftentimes, doesn't the world just kind of like cram this thing down our throat or just like, no, it's to Jesus walking around and he's going to wait. And, and when you do something wrong, he's going to be like nitpicky and, and, you know, why don't you do this and kind of naggy to you and all of these kind of things. I'm going, hold on a minute. That definition doesn't follow with this definition. All right. And so I say all that because, again, hopefully we have this laser beam focus. Even when we're thinking of like these barriers, we're going, hold on a minute. Why would we acknowledge these barriers? Because the wonderful counselor and the Prince of Peace is saying, guys, come on, let's be renewed. Like that's what he wants to do, right? It's this renewal process. So just keeping that in mind. And to that end right now, what I would like for us to do is take a time to pray on your own, okay? And again, we've done this and I, I like to do it as every week. Um, hopefully, uh, my, my goal would be we don't ever have to just have this like said from the front it's just what we do is that we sit down and we're just like having a conversation with Jesus. I, I don't care what your relationship is with him, okay? That, that's not the point. The point isn't to make something up here. It's to have a real conversation and go, listen, I need to hear you today, right? And, and, and that's not going to happen in an out loud prayer, <laughs> okay? It just isn't. And it's not going to be fulfilled by me praying up here for everybody, but it's us going, hold on, let me get in the presence of Jesus. Let me give him a chance here and ask it and really talking like, okay, maybe I don't want to hear Jesus. With you. There's times I feel that way. I don't know if I totally want to hear what you have to say, but help me overcome that. Okay, whatever your deal is, we're going to take some time and we're going to pray and, and you get yourself in a place where you are right there talking with Jesus. So go ahead and do that and then we'll move on. Father, thanks for uh, just bringing us here. We want to hear your voice. We don't want, God, don't let me get in the way, Father. I pray that we hear your voice. We see your words. Help us to see things that maybe are inside of us, Father, that, that you're even trying to help us, like, you know, deconstruct, Father. Help us to see those things clearly. We ask for your courage. Sometimes this stuff is scary. God, I, I, just, I just pray that you give us courage. Uh, please keep Satan away. Uh, let's just see. We just want to know you, and uh, we want to be changed and renewed, Father. Thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, just a little bit of a quick recap. I mean, last year we did, or last week, uh, we did talk about this idea of oftentimes me and you 
our barriers to renewal tend to come from sometimes good and safe places, right? Sometimes they stem from like a, a protection. Like there's been things go on in your life. There's been maybe bad things, tragic things, abusive things that have gone up and we've put up barriers and, it, and, and kind of the unintended consequences oftentimes of barriers, even safe ones, are that they even can keep out good. Okay, and so we want to look at these things, but again, they may be there. And so that's why it takes us. We've got to think through it. Right. It's not we're just jamming through these things here. Right. Um, And we talked last week about our our methodology to attack these barriers wasn't just like uh, uh, some philosophical approach or something like that. It's the idea of taking God's word and attacking it with it. Okay, what we want to get to the point of is understanding faith. Like when Jesus talks about faith, trust, allegiance, when he's using these words, he's essentially saying there's a world's way of doing things. And there's my way of doing things. And both of those are very different things. And to choose his way is going to take a lot of trust because it's not easy all the time. Okay, that's one of the things Jesus never said, hey, come on, this is going to be so easy. In fact, it's more difficult all right. It, it just is. It's simple, but there's this battle. And so we kind of have to see this idea of there's the world's way of doing things and there's God's way. And how can we apply his truth to my barrier? Right. And just blast it, blast it away. And so last week we talked about some different scriptures and maybe you looked up some more to just blast away at the barrier for us to go. Hold on a minute. This barrier only comes down with truth. All right. And and here's the deal. We don't expect it to be like, hey, you know what? Just snap your fingers. It's gone. These are probably things, quite honestly, that me and you may be like working on for life. Or or they may get kind of lower and then get higher at times. You ever feel that way? Like you just kind of are. We're just kind of like this peaks and valleys at times. Right. So this is what our method methodology was, is we want to apply the word of God regularly liberally, not just on Sundays, but I mean, we are blasting away with just scripture. And what that means is when I read God's way of doing it, I am like engaging in a way to go, okay, this is truth. This is true. And I have to keep reminding myself, hold on, this is truth. Okay. And that's when the barrier comes down because we're stubborn. We just are. We're a little bit stubborn. Okay, and so anyway, we're going to apply truth liberally. We're going to apply truth regularly. Right. We talked about these last week. These are some barriers. You know, I don't have the I don't have the market cornered on every human barrier there is. Right. Uh, But we talked about, you know, and and, and here's the deal. Uh, You know, when I look at just Christians in general. All right. Sometimes it's really easy to say, well, I go to church every Sunday. I fear God. I don't see it all the time, to be honest with you, in Christian communities, right. right? And so sometimes we just don't fear God. We think that God is just wanting to do what we want to do, like we're his Lord, right? We talked about that last week, just being fear- fearful of men, needing people more than loving people. That's a big one, right? Because then we don't tell the truth to one another. Then we don't step out in ways to go, man, th- this relationship could end if I tell them the truth. But if I love them more than I need them, then we can be healthy, right? And so we looked at these, seeking, seeking comfort over truth. That's a big one. And so those are the ones that we talked about last week, okay? 
let's look at a few things here. So we did talk about this. We talked about this old story that, uh, it, I, you know, again, I just have to, I, I just have to cite all of my references because depending on where you're from, I didn't make this story up. It's not the greatest story in the world. If you watch West Wing, it was on West Wing. If you listen to JFK, he said in a speech, you know, but basically what their encouragement was, was there was one day there was these kids and they were going through a field and they came up to this stone wall and the stone wall was too high to get over. Right. And one of the kids took his hat and chunked it over the wall. And then the kids were like, well, now we have to get over. Like we have something on the other side. Okay, what does that mean? It means that that's what we're asking each other to do is come to this barrier and go, this may be a little bit scary, okay? But when we throw our hat over the wall, it's kind of like, okay, now I'm committed to getting over this thing, okay? Now I'm committed because I have something invested in this, right? And you want to know what's funny is, is a lot of you did this last week. A lot of you were like, man, I'm throwing my hat over the wall, right? And I love it. That was fantastic, okay? So let's look at some things here. This is, this, let's start here, right? Anybody distracted? Right? Right, exactly. Is listen, our phones automatically distract us. Yeah. All right, that, that's just the truth. I'm not anti-phone. I'm not, you know, they're like, well, he's just an old guy. He doesn't even know how to use apps and the interwebs and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I do though, okay? But still, the phone can be a distraction. Now, here's what I want you to do. Again, laser, laser focus right here, okay? I, I don't want you to hear Keith. I want you to think, okay, okay, Jesus, I want to follow you. And can you imagine if he were to turn around and go, listen, come on, let's go over here. Let's sit down at Starbucks. And you were face to face with Jesus, right? Just eye to eye. And he were to say, listen, um, you're, you're distracted from me. Now, if this doesn't apply to you, that's totally fine. Okay, I, I don't want you to sit there going, Keith doesn't know me. He doesn't was he? No, no, I get it. Okay, if, if this doesn't, that's, that's fine. But I want us to get to a place because here's the deal. The, the point of these last, the last sermon in this one isn't like pulpit pounding, like let me just get you all stirred up into a lather and all of these kind of things. It really is when I look and apply my life to these things, it's just Jesus and me just having real talk, like being real. You know, and, and I think you want to know what we, we we get caught up in our world of arguing about all kinds of things and getting angry about all kinds of things and and hating people over all kinds of things. And I keep picturing Jesus and me and him going, Keith, sit down now, dude, look me in the eyes because we're going to talk. OK, yeah, I don't want to talk about politics. I want to talk about the election. I want to talk about conspiracy theories. I don't want to talk about all that stuff. All right. It's Jesus going me and you right here. Can you get to that place? Right? Because that's really important to understand. And I think that the talk he may have with us is my people are distracted. People who want to become my people are distracted. Like there's so much going on. So one of the symptoms I didn't put here, okay? One of the key symptoms is I don't know what Jesus wants. Okay? If, if you're going, I don't know what Jesus wants. Understand, we are distracted because Jesus came down with a very, very, very fine focus on what he was doing. All right? 
In Matthew 20, he said, the Son of Man came to serve, not be served, to seek and save the lost. All right. So th this, is the, this is where we have to go back and blitz our minds with this, because I think sometimes we think Jesus came down to be a really good guy who spent a lot of time in coffee shops and was like this, you know, I mean, we, we kind of have that idea when he was laser focused. All right. So we're, we're following this guy, this king. And, and I think, again, we can think, no, what Jesus really came down for was so I would be good and I would behave well and look good on the outside and like endure going to church. Right. That's what he came for. Like my sacrifice is like dragging my keister out of bed on Sunday morning. What else would he want from me? Right. Except when we really read about this man, he's saying like, no. And, you know, it's really easy to go. He's got this laser focus and we think of everyone else. But have you ever realized it's on you, too? Like it's that idea of him going, I got to get there for them. You put your name in it. Could you imagine Jesus saying that? Saying, I am so focused because I need you to come into my kingdom. Not to go around and go, man, I'm saved. <laughs> no, no, no. It's because there are people who need you. Like they need to hear your voice. Like, like they need to hear your story. They, they got to hear how we messed up, right? And so, but if we're distracted, then it's just like, oh man, Christianity's boring. This is super exciting in the world. All of these things. We have too many obligations. Non-committal. This is huge. I don't want to commit to anything because what if something better comes up? Right? This, is, this happens like all, for real. You know, somebody asks you, hey, come over to my house this weekend. We'll watch the game. Let me tell you Friday. Something else may come up. Because we're distracted and we don't realize, you know. Uh, a friend of mine shared um, uh, a couple weeks ago. He said, man, I came to church and he had been praying. And his family, it, like they were coming back that, you know, COVID had kind of kept them away. And, and, and they came back and he said, you know, we need to be around people. Like I knew that. Like he was saying, I know that I need to be here with people. Right. And what was interesting, he said, and then church ended and he said, I'm hungry. My kid is hungry and everyone is just like on me. Right. And he's sitting there going, oh, man, oh, God, I'm really hungry. And then he goes, hold on a minute. See, this is what I need. He goes, it's kind of like when you, he said, he said, it's kind of like when you take medicine that you don't want to take, but you know you need it. OK, and then it was like, oh, this is great now. OK, and I'm not saying like, no, our goal is to just endure being like mobbed by brothers and sisters. That's not my point. All right. But it's the idea of there's going to be these things that get in the way. And uh, for us to go, hold on a minute, this is what I want. I actually do want people who care about me in my life. I actually do want that. Right. And so anyway, I thought that was just it was really funny. It was great. Um, so anyway, you see these symptoms, maybe you have some of them, maybe you have all of them. All or nothing lifestyle, here's what that means. It's like you are on in fifth gear all day and all you can do at the end of the day is just shut it down and lay on a couch. All right. So there's a really good chance that, hold on a minute, there's some distraction possibly going on. Here's a verse right here. And again, 
there's not just one for each of these. I'm just put one up there. If it was me, I would have like two or three that I'm just like blasting away, okay? 2 Corinthians 4.18, we don't focus on what's seen, but on what's, what's unseen. I, tell, I love that verse because that says everything about Christianity. That says everything about discipleship is, is, you know, like what Adam said, peace isn't an absence of conflict. It's a state of being and a state of action. It's this idea of there can be complete chaos. And I'm not focusing on what's seen. I'm focusing on what's unseen. All right. Which is which is God and how he's working and how he's working in people's lives in my life. And so it's this idea of just blitzing this. All right. And when I start, when I'm really like have my mindset on this kind of focus, I it actually forces me to give up something that's distracting me. It requires it. Okay. And so it's kind of like, you know, back and forth right here. So that may be the thing. We only got a couple of these. We're not going, we're, we're not going like all, uh, you know, huge, super long list this week. Okay. But these, I think these three that we're going to talk about might be the most important. Okay. Fear of failure. Okay. Now, now here's the thing. I'm just going to, let me, let me wave my fogey card. Okay. Let me, let me confess my old manness right here, okay? Because I can't tell you how many times, and Reese, man, he helps me out with this. He's like, Dad, come on, dude. Like, quit railing on social media, man. Right, you know, and I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to turn into the geezer at times where I'm going, you know, that social media. You know, it, it's kind of like when, when I was growing up back in the 80s, and, and my mom was like, now, I don't know if y'all know this group or not, but my mom was like, you don't listen to that Def Leppard. <laughs> that Def Leppard, man, that's Satan rock. <laughs> you know, and, and you listen to Def Leppard, you're like, it's easy listening practically, man. You know, but it's like the old people do this, right? I mean, that's what old people do. They're like, we kind of pick our thing and then we're like, ah, you know. And, and here was the interesting thing about it. Here's my mind change. Okay, let me share that with you. Um, is um, we live in a world now as an older guy, I don't feel this as much, okay? Now, if you're under 30, maybe under 35, okay, you probably feel it. And the younger you are, you probably feel it more acutely, all right? Is this idea of anything and everything you do could possibly find its way onto the Internet for everyone to see forever, okay? Now, let me tell you, I didn't have that growing up. If we had that growing I can guarantee you I would not be standing here right now. There's no way because people would be pulling up and go, whoa, what did that guy do? He did this? He said that? Oh, my God. And so there's this intense amount of pressure. Like, I could be sitting here. You know, we had a, um, when we first moved here, we had like a leaders meeting. And I was like goofing off, like singing a, I don't sing, right? And so it's like I'm goofing off singing a song. And somebody recorded me. I won't say Alex Burke's name. Okay? But, but he recorded me. And I remember, and it's cool. I mean, I'm not upset at that, but I remember thinking, dude, who else does this? Because, and still to this day, I'm going, when's he going to bring that up? Right? When is he going to post that? When is that going to come up? Because it will one day. And that's a silly example. All right? But here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. Uh, Brent brought this up the other night, and I thought, wow, I totally agree with this. If you guys saw the, um, 
the, the, uh, the video of the young man, he's a high school football player, and he runs out on the field and he just tackles the referee. And you're going, yeah, you know what? That's bad, for sure. Okay? But that's going to stay with him forever. Okay? A 17-year-old kid that made a stupid decision. He'll never get out from underneath that. Okay? And the thing about it is you all have experiences like this as well. So it brings this idea of I don't want to fail. Like that's legit, right? I don't want to fail. Because if I fail, I mean, no, I even go and look at things like, hey, I want to look at like gym fails, right? Like weightlifting fails. I love like watching these things. Okay. But here's the deal. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. And everybody keeps going back, you know. I was listening to an interview this week. Do you guys, do you guys remember years ago there was a, a water bottle guy at New York Mets game, and he, he was like this buff dude, and he couldn't open his water bottle? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, that was, a, that was a thing, right? Well, this guy was being interviewed. He's like, that's all I'm known as. Like, I have no value to the world except I'm the water bottle guy, okay? And so, again, these are silly, but I think you can see how there's a seriousness to this, which is like, what if you did put something in, you know, on Instagram, you tweet something out, you do something like that, and you're like, dude, that was just stupid, okay? We live in a world that will never forgive you. Just, just be real. All right? We, we, there's no, listen, if there's anything we can understand about the world, it's that we love to find people that have messed up and never let them live it down. Okay? We love it. That's the best part of social media because you can keep going back and go, you know what this dude did when he was 18 years old? And he'll get fired as a 35-year-old. Okay? And now, I'm not saying that what he did was okay, but I know I did a lot of things when I was 18 that have have zero to do with who I am today, okay? And if there's anything more kind of anti-Christ than that, okay, is this idea of us, of, of having a portion of our society that will never allow there to be reconciliation and forgiveness, Okay, so I get it. This all goes into this failure of I could do something and it could be stuck online. So I'm going to be super cautious. Like, I don't want to step out. I don't want to try something new. I don't want to do something that's going to come back and bite me. Right. And so there's some legitimacy to this for real. It isn't just about oh, social media is bad and all these things. It's the reality of the world that honestly, my kind of generation doesn't necessarily live in. But. If you're under 30, 20, whatever, you're living in that as a reality, okay? So here's the deal. This is, this is going to require so much courage. It's going to require courage to go, you know what? Okay, let me step out. Not to do something dumb online. Understand, that's not what I'm saying, okay? But, but hold on a minute. Let me not be controlled by fear. You want to know what every one of us will do? We will fail sometime. And here's the deal. Sometimes people laugh at you when you fail. Okay. Sometimes people laugh. Sometimes people make fun. The stakes are higher because there's like all of this internet garbage going on, right? The stakes are higher, but it's this idea of going, hold on a minute. Let me, I have to get my mind right so I can step out and take some spiritual risks. And it may just be the spiritual risk. I'll tell you for me, the spiritual risk way back in the 90s was I need to ask somebody to sit down and teach me how to read my Bible. 
Okay, I was scared to death. And I, I've shared with you before, I had a friend who was coming out and studying the Bible. Um, we were working at FSU in the, with the football program, and he was meeting up with one of the doctors on the team and learning his Bible. And, and we were sitting at, at, at the dining table, you know, and we were all sitting there, and he was sharing with me all these things he was learning. And I totally was lying to this guy. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I read that a couple weeks ago. And, you know, just like a liar, man. I didn't know anything about the Bible, but it was risky for me to go, listen, I, I need help. Okay. I, I need help, but it may take a risk. It may take a risk to make a spiritual decision. It may take a risk to do these things. I like Exodus 4 for this reason. Okay. So the context of this is Moses. All right. And, and God is telling Moses, listen, go and like bring my people out of Egypt, right? By yourself. You know, take them out of slavery. All million and a half of them or something. I mean, it's a pretty daunting task, okay? And Moses is like, no, 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 no. I can't speak well. This is too scary. Who am I to go to Pharaoh and, like, confront Pharaoh, okay? And so he's telling this to God. I think we have that narrative to God sometimes, too. Well, how can I do this? I don't have what it takes. I can't do this. And this was God's answer to Moses. Who made the human mouth? That's just a great question. <laughs> super deep, right? Hmm. Who made the human mouth? Okay, the answer's God. But anyway, <laughs> who makes him mute or deaf, seeing or blind? Is it not I, Yahweh? Now go. I'll help you speak, and I'll teach you what to say. Okay? It's that idea of going, okay, listen, when I'm making these, when I'm risking spiritually, understand something, the wonderful counselor, prince of peace, mighty God, he's going, listen, I built you. Okay? And I know people are going to get on you and make funny and all these things. But listen, don't be afraid to fail, right? Because as I'm the, I will teach you, right? I'll lift you up. I'll help you up. I'm not going to kick dirt in your face, okay? Fear of failure. Maybe that's the thing, right? Have you ever had this before? You just get fixated on your own problems. Right? It's just, man, my life is so bad. It's so horrible. I can't believe all these things are happening to me. Oh, my goodness. It's so, you know, every, you know, the first thing you say to somebody, they're like, hey, how's it going? Oh, man, my life is so, oh, did you know what happened this week? It was so bad. And, oh, God. you know, and we're going, hold on a minute, man. This is such a barrier. And, and, and it's hard to see it as a barrier. Because we think, oh, man, that's what the church is for. Like, I go to church, fixate on my problems, so people will be there, and they can fixate on my problems, too. All right? And then you're going, how come Christianity is a drag? How come things aren't getting better? How come all these things, like, like, and then it's easy, then you start getting negative towards brothers and sisters. Oh, they don't even help me. Look, at they don't even, look, they're talking to somebody else. Okay? Just fixated. You go, man, here, here's the question. Whenever you go somewhere, and this is, this is just one of those things to kind of like put in your head, all right? If I'm following Jesus, every interaction I have and everywhere I go should in some way, shape, or form add something good. It certainly shouldn't detract. It certainly shouldn't be worse. But it's this idea of having in my mind this, this, this thing that um, uh, Stephen Covey talks about adding value. Right? It's this idea of every interaction. You know what I think? 
if Jesus had an interaction with every one of us, all these, I think every time we interact with him, he would add value to us. Right? We can't do this when we're fixated on our problems. And we're just not adding to those around me. We're concerned most about what I get from others. I'm not serving anyone. You know, maybe you're on the other side of it and you feel like you always have to remind everybody kind of what your achievements are. You know, free throw champ of Solano County, 1983. For real. Don't laugh at that. That's, I got the trophy. Yes. That's what I'm talking about, man. Why is my life bad? I was the free throw champ. Let me, thank you. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Anyway, we don't have to go on about this, but, but, but again, here's what I'll say. Sit down with Jesus, have a face-to-face, just some real talk. You know, would he have this conversation with you saying, dude, you're too fixated on you. All right? L- listen, go into this, this idea of this. There, there's a reason that Jesus is active in our life. He's saying, I'm comforting you so you can go comfort others the same way. Not to just sit there and take the comfort. God, this is great. It's all awesome now. It's like, no, oh, man, let me, you, oh, wow, this is great. There's purpose to my life now, right? Mm-hmm. Boy, oh, boy. Okay, put your seatbelts on. Here's the thing. I'm going to share with you my dream, Okay. First of all, the barrier is this. It, it just adherence to a team spiritual identity. What do I mean by that? You grew up on a team, maybe. Team Catholic, Team Baptist, Team Lutheran, Team Methodist, Team whatever it is, okay? And, and, and here's the deal is, is, is we get taught in each one of those. I grew up Team Catholic. And you get taught, you better be watching out for everybody else, <laughs> all right? Because they're going to tell you things that are wrong, okay? And then you run into Abby, Team Baptist, She's going, what's wrong with you Catholics? You know, well, I've been told, watch out for you. Okay, and, and I'm telling you, this is happening everywhere. Th- this is keeping more people from following Jesus than maybe anything. It's like this idea of going, so the symptom is this. My church says this. Okay, here's my dream. That all our language would be is, this is what the Bible says. That's it. Okay, there, there are some things that God asks of me that if he wasn't asking of me, I wouldn't be super happy about. Okay, but my king says it. All right. And so it's the, well, well, or yeah, well, what does your church say? Okay, now, now here's the, what is, what does the Clemson Foothills Church say? And, and you go, well, everybody, you wonder what? I'll bet you 60% of the preachers in town right now are going, we just follow the Bible. So I'm just a voice, man. I'm just noise. All right. But this is what I'm asking of us, is this idea of, you know, when I'm faced with a biblical truth that doesn't match with what my team says, I reject it outright. That's a symptom of this, okay? But there's lots of interpretations of the Bible. Well, not really. There's a good interpretation and a poor interpretation, okay? It's not an allegory. In some places it is, but we have to read it at face value. It takes, it takes time to learn it. We study this with each other, okay? And again, when I see that, I don't mean like, oh, I heard something new, I accept it immediately. I mean this idea of, man, I, I remember studying things out and going, hold on a minute, that's, that's not what I was taught. I'm going, but it's in here. 
Okay, let me find out what I was taught. And I start going around. I'm like, hold on a minute. The areas that my church was saying this was taught doesn't really say what I thought it said. <laughs> you know? And now the issue was, okay, what team are you going to play for? Team Jesus? Or the, which one is it going to be? Right? Allegiance to the team over biblical study and teaching. This idea of, I can't possibly be wrong. Like I'm saying, like, no, no. If the Bible says it, the Bible's got to be wrong because what my teen minister taught me, what my youth minister taught me, I'm like, listen, here's the deal. I was a teen minister. I was a youth minister. I was a campus minister, okay? And, and here's the thing about it is, is we aren't infallible. Almost completely, we are saying what somebody before us told us to say, Okay? And so now you start talking about, well, who's the authority? Well, where did he learn it? But, but no, 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 you don't understand. Pastor Joe is an awesome guy. He can't be wrong. But, but here's the deal is, is being nice doesn't mean being right. Okay? I mean, that's the truth. But no, man, Keith, you don't understand. Pastor Cletus has been preaching for 80 years. He's the best guy in the world. I don't know anybody more faithful than him. I'm going, here's the deal. We're all on the same boat. We're all learning. We can make mistakes. Maybe you're learning this because you need to go talk to Pastor Cletus. Maybe God is sending you. Right? But we don't think, we're just thinking kind of independently. So here's the deal. Is I would love this on this earth. Where everybody just laid down their arms. And say, here's what we're going to do. We all want to follow Jesus. We are not going to leave this room until we go through what Jesus wants. And we are in agreement on it. Okay? And it's not going to be like, because here's the deal. Some of you hear this in your ears. I'll say something and you go, oh yeah, that's totally Church of Christ. I'm like, come on. Oh, no, no. Man, Keith, that sounds too Catholic. Are you saying I got to take, you said I got to take responsibility? There's going to be, you mean, I'm going to take, God's going to give, I'm going to give an account to God one day? Dude, that sounds so Catholic. You know, and then I start talking about, no, it's Jesus walking with us. He's like our counselor, our friend. Our, like you're going, dude, when did Keith turn into a Baptist? Because <laughs> we hear it like a team, right? Instead of going, hold up a minute, let me erase all of that and just, this is my challenge every morning when I read the Bible. Let me just read it like it's brand new. All right. And I look at it and I can't tell you, man, I'm a 48 year old guy. I've been a Christian for 24 years. OK. And I got to tell you, there's never been a year I haven't looked at something and said, I need to adjust how I think about that. Because my understanding was wrong. OK. Did that mean God hated me and he just wanted to, you know, just obliviate me and all these things? No, no. He wants humility to go. You want to know what I didn't quite get? Yeah. I need to conform to him. Right. And that's a reminder. So maybe that's like the truth that we have to obliviate this with is I need to I need to conform to him, not me. I need to conform to this Bible. And I guarantee you, the older I get, the more conforming I'm going to need. All right. So don't ever think that you're like, oh, I'm the only one that needs to do this. We're all doing it. This isn't like, oh, the Clemson Foothills Church. Once you get like the top 10 things we believe in, then you're great. Okay. no. It's this idea, man, here at the Clemson Foothills Church, just like, come on and join us conforming to Jesus. 
okay? It's just a bunch of people that are fighting conformity and submitting to conformity. And come, Jesus, we want, we want to do life with you, okay? So here's the deal, right? I don't know anyone that would say, I would love for my joy to be renewed this year. I mean, joy beyond circumstance. I don't mean like you're the weird, happy person when there's sad news. I mean, there's a joy of, hey, it's all good. I can serve in hard times because of this like internal state that's going on inside of me, right? I don't know if anybody who can say, I would love to, like when you look at faith in my heart, it's cracks in it. It's dusty in places, right? I want renewal. I want restoration. I want rejuvenation of that. I think everyone does, okay? Hope, peace. These are the things right here. This is what we're talking about like long-term. We're not talking about, hey, okay, where is that? This afternoon at three o'clock. But it's this idea of committed to this journey with Jesus and him going, listen, this is going to be renewed. This, is gonna, this isn't your doing. This isn't us just working super hard. So then Jesus will like do what we want him to do. This is like, let's get us in a place where Jesus will, will, will be able to do what he does, which is renewal. And so last thing here, boy, this is the prayer. Okay. This is the prayer of praying just whatever it takes. Jesus, whatever it takes to get to this place. Okay. And I know in all of us, we think that's the scariest thing in the world to say, right? Because we think Jesus is the coach or Jesus is the leader or Jesus is the guy that's going, okay, you know, 10,000 burpees right now or something like that. Go, go run 27 miles. Go do something. Or, or just beating us down with some kind of like, and, and we have this kind of messed up view of Jesus. Instead of going, let me just entrust myself to somebody that loves me more than anyone else could ever love me. Okay, this becomes less scary when I think about it that way. Because I start going, okay, this is about, let me entrust myself to, to this Jesus, this wonderful counselor and this Prince of Peace, this mighty God, and just go, I entrust myself to you, whatever it takes. Whatever comes in front of me, I just want to follow you. I want you to guide me. I think that's good for today. Let's pray.